Yes. The late night joke off. Is there a single funny joke in there? Oh, no. No, no, no. Okay. Like, if, when we first started doing the late night joke off, it was because it was a rarity that a news story would transcend the ma- and and each show, multiple shows, would have a joke about the same topic or setup. But now with Trump, it happens every day. Good point. Right. That's a very good point. They've changed what they are. And the punchline's always Trump's an idiot or evil. And so, you know, if that's still funny for you, fine. It's not for me. So. Right. Right. Okay, so no late-night joke-off then, which is fine. A quick review of what has transpired thus far on the Armstrong and Getty Show. The Nancy Pelosi, we can't have the, uh, the State of the Union because uh, security concerns, uh, the Secret Service, is completely fake. Completely fake. Really? Department of Homeland Security Secret Service says, oh, yeah, we've been ready for months. We're completely ready to go. It's phony. She just wants to deny the president the stage. She has the benefit, though, of being able to say that in the Washington Post or the New York Times or MSNBC is not going to question it. Right. We'll just go with it. Yeah, correct. Another one of the big stories of the day. Rudy Giuliani's on CNN uh, last night. I guess it was. He was talking to Chris Cuomo, who is monumentally annoying, but a, a bright guy. Um uh, and he said, listen, I can't uh, I can't tell you nobody in the, the campaign colluded, but I know the president didn't. And that's getting a lot of attention on the left, seeing it as a tacit admission that somebody may have been the dosi doing with the Russians, keeping in mind that collusion, whatever that means, does not have an agreed upon meaning and it's not a crime. Um, right. You know, where it leads, right. who knows? Manafort could have given all their internal polling to directly to the Russians. That's not against the law. Right. I heard, what was I was flipping around this morning, I heard, it, it may have been CNN actually, talking about, uh, they're getting all excited about uh, President Trump and meeting with Putin and the question of the interpreter's notes and the rest of it. Now, he was clearly doing Putin's bidding. And listen, when the Mueller report comes out, I'll, I'll read it with an open mind. But every single thing they brought up and were getting so excited about could have been answered with the phrase, he was trying to improve relations with Russia, trying to reset, if you will, Madam Secretary, uh, relations with Russia. So everybody calm the heck down. Let's just see what comes out. Speaking of people in the Trump orbit, I don't care if you're left, right or center. Here's a story we can all enjoy together. And Sean, you can't play the Michael Cohen tapes too much during the following story. Says who? Says me, Joe Getty. Okay. So, when federal prosecutors charged Michael Cohen with a variety of crimes, many of which had nothing to do with politics, but included um, some some hinkiness with the uh, with the paying off of Stormy Daniels and the other tramp. Um, that's right, tramp. I have traditional sexual values. Anyway, and yeah, I, I suppose I should should condemn the president too because I don't cheat on my wife. I don't think he should, but it's none of my business. Of course, why is it my business if one of these gals is a tramp? I don't know. Perhaps I'm a hypocrite. I think you're... And sexist and unwise and unworthy of having a radio show named after me. (laughs) And your question is? Uh, My question is, (laughs) where was I? (laughs) Anyway, so uh, the whole payoff to Stormy Daniels and Karen McDougal, was that her name? Um, And then, but... That was a... She thought that they were in love. Completely different relationships. Right. And there's nothing wrong with paying somebody hush money, except on the other end of it, because it's probably blackmail. It's probably extortion. If they demand it, it's extortion. Right. Yeah. And and If you offer it, it's just an agreement. Yeah. I don't quite understand where that line is and why nobody's talking seriously about extortion. But anyway. Very difficult. You could send all kinds of hints. 
that you might go public with this sometime. Right. And then they start to think, uh oh. Yeah, yeah. And then you got the famous David Letterman case, which confused the heck out of me. Here's a guy who, who knew a woman who worked on the show, and he wrote a screenplay about what a jerk and, and, and uh, cheater, as in on his wife, David Letterman was. And he said, hey, David, I'm going to sell this screenplay unless you pay me off. And that was found to be extortion. Dave went immediately to the police. Right, right. And I don't get why that's not just offering somebody a chance to buy it before you make it. Look, somebody's going to give me a hundred gur for the script, I hope. It can be you if you want. I don't understand how that's extortion and, and this stuff isn't. But, you know, I'm not a lawyer. Um. So anyway, 130 grand to Stormy Daniels, right? We heard all about that. There was another $50,000 reimbursement for tech services. But nobody knew what those tech services were, and nobody was talking about it. Well, now it comes out, according to the Wall Street Journal, they have the story behind that 50 grr. Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, who is unpopular according to some polls. Says who? (laughs) Polls. Okay. He engaged the tech firm Redfinch Solutions, LLC, to do two things. The details of which were not known by the Trump Organization. Number one, try to sway two online polls in Donald Trump's favor. Which polls? The online ones I just mentioned. Okay. Okay. All right. We good? Some of them? All of them? Um, so they were trying to sway online polls. Online polls are stupid. They don't mean anything. And the second, They are stupid. And, the, and anybody who sits through the commercial break to hear the results is, well... Yeah. Well, they don't understand what they are, I guess. Um, and the second effort that Red Finch was involved in... Uh, involved in was to start and run a praise filled a pro Michael Cohen Twitter account called at women for Cohen that described him <laughs> that described him among other things as a quote pit bull and a quote sex symbol. Oh, I need okay. I need one of those. I need yeah. to start a Twitter account. No kidding. I bet I can get it done for less than fifty. Gur, we have a lot of tech heads listening. Will you guys start like a phony We Love A&G account for, say, a 1000 bucks? You willing to throw in 500 Sure. Absolutely. I mean, but I want lavish praise. <laughs> At least four or five tweets per day. Um, Let's see. Offers to have our babies, that sort of stuff. Uh, according to some of the journalists, offers to have our babies. I mean, real <laughs> devotion. Wow. I like the way you're thinking. Idolatry is how I'm thinking of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Borderline religious fervor. <laughs> and apparently this demonstrates the level of trust Cohen once had within the Trump organization. According to some people. According to who? Which polls? Says who? I'm going to ask you to pay attention, Sean. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, according to the Wall Street Journal, one of the guys from that uh, that uh, the tech LLC showed up at Trump Tower and was given by Cohen a bag with at most $13,000 in it, along with a boxing glove that allegedly belonged to Brazilian MMA, some Brazilian MMA fighter. Probably one of the, uh, what's the name? All those guys are, got the same name. Uh, the, the Gracies. The Gracies, yeah. exactly, yeah. Um, and, uh, and that was a partial payment, uh, evidently. Um, I don't know. <laughs> a bag does... full of cash and a mixed martial arts four ounce glove. <laughs> yeah, like a, an, an MMA souvenir. <laughs> you awesome. can probably so, eBay that. Uh, so listen, here's uh, thirteen grand of the fifty, and uh, just a little something. This is uh, one of the Gracie's uh, gloves. If you could get that women for Cohen uh, Twitter account going, 
That'd be really, really great. Uh, You feel, have them call me a pit bull. Make sure they say sexy, though. Sexy pit bull Michael Cohen. (laughs) Okay. Wow. What a colorful life. He has to write an autobiography. What's that life like? Mm -hmm. To be a New York hustler, attorney, fixer. Partner with with shady Ukrainians in taxicab medallion shenanigans. I mean, some of that stuff's right out of Goodfellas. Sure. Um, what's that life like? I mean, you want to talk about a colorful life? Stressful. Yeah, and you, I guess you generally end up dead or in jail. Right. Yeah. Few people retire from that business. Right. Although I don't know, some people do. Depends. Keep your head down. Keep your nose reasonably clean. Paul Manafort thought he was going to retire. Almost made it. Almost made it. Yep. Uh, and you know what? If he hadn't signed on to whip delegates into shape for the convention, I bet he would have made it. And and listen, that's here's a great moral dilemma. How many for guys him. are just like him, and they didn't end up in the Trump spotlight, and they're gonna die having lived that life? Right. A lot. A lot. And that's the great moral dilemma. Is um, on the one hand, you got a guy like Manafort, a guy like Cohen, involved in all sorts of hijinks. Sean, uh, it's just a parade of greased hair and ostrich suits. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Standing before the pearly gates. Oh God! What do you mean I can't come in? Uh, but so you've got the principle of you know dictators, kings use this. Bring me the man, I'll get you the crime. There's a bit of a feel of that. With some of Trump's, you know, cohorts, Manafort, the moron Papadopoulos, Cohen, the rest of it. There is definitely a feel of that. They would be way under the radar if they hadn't helped Donald J. On the other hand, these guys are criminals. I mean, they are criminals. So it's hard to get, like, super weepy about it. But it's got just just an ounce of an uncomfortable feel. Well, they didn't think he'd end up being president, for one thing. So Yeah. Um, Do you believe in God? I do, but you won't after you see who just signed a $900,000 contract. Oh, boy. It'll be the end of your belief in God. Wow. Wow. Seattle is no longer the most caffeinated city in America. Several cities in our listening orbit now are. Among other things we've got to talk about, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Man, once Adam Schiff gets going on his committee, he's making the rounds and talking about what he's going to investigate. It's going to get ugly fast. And for a long time. For a long time. Investigating Trump. Stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the the nation. Strong and Getty Show. Catch me outside. How about that? Huh? Catch me outside. How about that? Catch you outside? What does that mean? We all remember her, right? Speak English. The Catch Me Outside girl. Uh, who could forget? She's a rapper now. Bad baby. Spelled B H A D B A Y H B I something. Weak act, spelled W-E-A-K-A-C-T. Her real name... Very, very stupid babies. Her real name is uh, Danielle Bregola. Bregoli. Fine, whatever. Well, she just signed a $900,000 deal 
with Copycat Beauty, <clears throat> a beauty company which markets factory-priced alternatives for products from... It, it's it's like knockoffs of really popular brands. Of, like, cosmetics and stuff? Yeah. Okay. For, for a crowd that can't afford these... These brands that apparently have some cachet. It's like, you know, cool rappers use them or whatever. Ah. It's knockoffs of them. I see. And she's the face of that, and she just signed a nine. Sounds about right. And this is for real, a yeah. $900,000 deal to be the spokesperson. So There's something really nice about a company whose products are trying to be something else hiring a spokesperson whose whole persona is her trying to be something else. There's some, there's some poetry yeah, there. Yeah, kind of phony and disreputable. Yeah. So that's my... <clears throat> How can you believe in God in a world where this happens? <laughs> but uh, Money's not happiness, Jack. Well, I realize Money that. Money is not fulfillment. I, when she was failing <laughs> as like a rapper. Challenge. <laughs> when she was failing as a rapper going around and playing to dozens uh, in sports bars and stuff like that. You know. Bahad Bahabi. Yeah, so she just said, that's a pretty big deal. Do we have any of uh, Bahad Bahabi's uh, over kicking around? Any of her rap music? I uh, I suspect it may be salted it's, with obscenity. Yes, it is. Yes, yeah. It needs to be believed. Yeah, well, that's enough money that if you managed it well and invested at her age... You and can, she won't. And she won't. You could live off of it maybe the rest of your life, depending on where you live. Do you think but, she'll be making bad decisions? I think she'll make <laughs> ba- very bad decisions. I think she'll spend the entire thing on, like, one expensive car and, and a house somewhere. Mm. And it'll all be gone. And probably find a bad boy to get with, and he'll uh, take all of her money. And, and then she'll have a bad life. Right. For the right. rest of her life. Right. Um, Seattle no longer the most caffeinated city. They were famous for that, partially just because that's where Starbucks is. But the most caffeinated city is, ladies and gentlemen, Berkeley, California, followed by Vancouver, Washington, and San Francisco are now the most caffeinated cities in America. Based on what? How many coffee shops you have. Oh, okay. Eh, That's a reasonable, as good as any. Reasonable measure. A lot of coffee shops. Yeah, I'd say. Um, the number of Starbucks in San Francisco, California, boggles the mind. It is uh, incredible. You come out, you come downstairs from a meeting, and you look, there's a Starbucks. Should I go to the one on that corner, yeah. that corner, or that corner? You yeah. can see them all from, Right, from, exactly. And yeah. they all have a line. Yep, go figure. Um, and this, I'm going to buy some of these. I'm going to write it off as a business expense, because I'm going <laughs> to talk about it enough on the air and do a video. I'm going to buy some of these new... Self-lacing sneakers from Nike. Yes. They've really perfected it now. They're 350 bucks. You use an app on your phone Mm -hmm. to tie your shoes, which just seems like such a great idea. I mean, what a time saver for me to find my phone, get it out, scroll to the app, log in with my (laughs) password, and then press tie my shoes. (coughs) Yeah, but if your phone's battery runs out, you're going to be shuffling along and tripping (laughs) over your shoelaces. I'm going to actually get some of these just to uh, do it on the air and do the video. But, Mm. yeah. I I believe a member of the Boston Celtics actually played a game in those last night or tonight. It's soon. Yeah, yeah, they just launched. They just came out. BB stands for basketball. Uh, $350 app powered. You have to plug them in with a USB cord. Your shoes. That is handy. And have them charged up or they won't work. And then you have to open your app. To press tie shoes and then they self tie for you. So just a grand idea. <laughs> Sounds very convenient. Yeah. We're in deep trouble. And they look terrible. They look like what my mom would wear at the mall. With no offense to your no mother. No offense to my mom. Yeah. That's not usually what you know the You know, ironically, I can't tie my shoes. I literally I can't yet get I I, I had I got a tricked out new hip. I got a customized aftermarket hip. Not a hip replacement, because that makes me sound old, but uh, my hip is all bashed up, so I got a new one, and I can't get down there yet, 
So I have slip-on shoes and shoes that I can, like, pry on. So self-tying laces sound kind of nice. Well, the other interesting aspect of this is I'm, uh, I've am i learned the uh, psychoneurological realities of limping and how I've had to learn to not limp because I've taken millions of steps with my bashed up right hip and my brain thinks my leg is that long and my other leg's that long and it, my brain is telling me to walk properly, you got to walk like that. But it's not true anymore. You, you, well, so I've had to retrain myself not to limp. So it's like, entirely neurological. Don't remember how to walk Normally, is that it? Oh, yeah. I mean, that overstates it a little bit, but yeah, my my brain thinks my legs are different lengths and there's a different pain level than there is. And I keep mm. trying to tell it, no, heel, toe, heel, toe. It's fine. You're, you don't have to protect your hip anymore. Interesting. Um, the other day I walked in, it was a rainy day. I, I walked into the, the office and, you know, like a lot of office buildings, you got a lot of tile and stuff. I didn't want to slip and bust my brand new super customized aftermarket hip. So I went to wipe my feet on the mat, and I missed the mat because <laughs> my left leg is not, uh, its it used to be longer than the right one, but it isn't anymore. So I kind of swiped in the air. <laughs> we need to go to building management and get the video of that. Set it to music. <laughs> and then repeat it a bunch right, of times. Exactly. Ri- 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 <laughs> What's going on your it? news, Marshall Phillips? Well, Trump unveiling a bold new missile defense system and Rudy Giuliani cleaning things up. What I meant to say. Okay, gotcha. Cool. That's coming up next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. We played a little bit of Cardi B earlier. It sounds a little like this. Hey, y'all. I just want to remind y'all because it's been a little bit over three weeks. Okay? It's been a little bit over three weeks. Trump is now ordering, as in summonsing, federal government workers to go back to work. And it's summonsing? So, anyway, she's uh, cursing a lot and whatever. She's a rapper. So, apparently, uh, a bunch of uh, Democratic senators were trying to decide whether or not they should retweet the Cardi B video. <laughs> oh, boy. And were tweet- twittering back and forth with each other about it. Senator Brian Schatz of Hawaii. That's the past tense. <laughs> if you refer to something he's doing right now, it's Brian <laughs> right. Sh- right. Schlitz. Um, right. He, he tweeted trying to decide whether or not to retweet the Cardi B video. OMG, I had the same argument with myself 30 minutes ago. Senator Chris Murphy wrote back, Okay, you do it and say retweets are not endorsements, and I will retweet. Schatz replied. (laughs) Then Murphy replied, D-H-Y-B, to which Schatz replied, I had to Google that. Okay, that's don't hold your breath. Yeah, I didn't know that. (laughs) Then Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer weighed in. Guys, I'm still holding my breath. Are we going to retweet Cardi B or not? Wow. So they're actually trying to decide at the very highest level of the U.S. Senate whether or not to retweet Cardi B. Beautiful. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's a world we live in currently. Boy. Uh, news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, meanwhile, President Trump's lawyer Rudy Giuliani issued a new statement this morning aimed at clarifying earlier comments that appeared to leave open the possibility of collusion between members of Trump's 2016 campaign and Russia. Giuliani telling CNN last night, I never said there was no collusion between the campaign or between people in the campaign. Yes, I have, have no idea if there, I have not. I said the you, president of the United States. There is not a single bit of evidence the president of the United States committed the only crime you could commit here, conspired with the Russians to hack the DNC. This morning, Giuliani says he represents only Trump and not the campaign and that there was no collusion by Trump in any way, shape or form. 
And he also says he's got no knowledge of collusion by any of the thousands of the people who worked on the campaign. So that's Rudy Giuliani trying to clean that up a bit. All right. Meanwhile, you know, CNN is making a living on this stuff. MSNBC every single day. Trump! Meanwhile, President... Meanwhile, President President Trump's rolling out a new strategy for a more aggressive missile defense system to protect against existing threats from North Korea and Iran and counter advanced weapon systems being developed by both Russia and China. He was speaking at the Pentagon today, Trump saying, Our strategy is grounded in one overriding objective, to detect and destroy every type of missile attack against any American target, whether before or after launch. When it comes to defending America, we will not take any chances. We will only take action. Trump! Pentagon (laughs) reviewing U.S. missile defense systems for quite a while. Cardi B has an opinion on everything. Yes, indeed. Trump! (laughs) Trump! All right, you know, traveling, flying with a small child can be tough, and you'd think a lot of people had turned to technology for help these days. However, the results... Get me off this plane! Where's the parachute? (laughs) My son was screaming. Oh, boy. However, the results of a new poll finds 57% of parents say they will not board a plane without notebooks, pencils, and crayons. Well, just old school. Yeah, old school. Old Old school creativity. Low tech. You know, I like to hate on United for all kinds of really good reasons, but uh, we were flying United and the um, entertainment system was was out on their plane. No Wi-Fi, no entertainment system. And I was really banking on that for the kids. But it was out. And the uh, one of the stewardesses brought back like 40 little plastic cups for them to make pyramids and stuff out of and everything to entertain themselves. Very, very uh, innovative and a nice thing to do. Uh, way to go. Very nice. And she crawled down into the luggage compartment and smashed a guitar with a dog. <laughs> you know, the, the flying with kids thing completely depends on the kid. I got one kid that it is really, really difficult. And my, my son, Sam, I always tell him, I say, you and I could travel around the world together. And he's been that way since he was like two years old. We could go anywhere together. It's mm. simple. Oh, that's great. Well, sad news. The lunar cotton harvest is off. Huh? China said the tiny cotton sprouts that grew in its lander on the far side of the moon are dead. Take that, you commies. Wouldn't have happened to American cotton. Right? Right? Dang right. Yeah, the Chinese space agency said the sprouts died when the temperature inside the mini biosphere where they were planted fell to minus 62 Fahrenheit. Didn't see that coming, did you, Red? (laughs) Minus 62, and they didn't realize... Have you ever raised any plants? <laughs> Minus sixty-two is a little cold. Yeah, they didn't. Uh, they didn't make it. And Never had an apartment with you know a vine oh. out on the patio that you didn't think to take in. Right. One last note: Les Moonves is fighting to keep his hundred and twenty million dollars severance package. Wall Street Journal is reporting the former CEO of CBS intends to take his case to an arbitrator. So he's not giving up on that hundred and twenty mil. Scumbag. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. The fact that Chuck Schumer and uh, and and others are debating whether or not to retweet Cardi B, I find very helpful. Yeah, no kidding. What was that phrase she used? Any chance we can decode that? Trump! <laughs> no, not that one I got. So, Adam Schiff is the um, chair of the... Intel in- committee? Investigating everything that Trump's ever done committee? House oversight. 
And, uh, well, he's going to use it for this. He could oversee a lot of things, but he's going to be the investigate Trump for everything he's ever done committee. He might as well rechange the name. And uh, one thing he said is of concern in an interview for today. We'll bring that to you coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. few uh, weeks of radio classes I took, they taught me that, like in sports play-by-play, if uh, your colleague makes a mistake, you let him correct it. You don't humiliate him. So I'd like to correct my own mistake. It's the Intelligence Committee, not the House Oversight Committee. I was misguided. I was hasty. I was wrong. I was wrong-headed. Immoral. Amoral. A liar. A cheat. So Elijah Cummins, as featured on uh, 60 Minutes on Sunday night, is the chair of the Oversight Committee, where they can investigate anything, just anything going on pretty much in the world. Right. And it's proper um, that Congress can do that, of course. And he is a little more reserved in that he hasn't openly said he's uh, for impeachment or I'm going after this or that. Whereas Adam Schiff, who is the chair of the House Intelligence Committee and can also... investigated an awful lot of things he's he's full-on trump's a criminal needs to go he's a grandstanding son of a gun he and yeah he 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 loves the camera and he has stated trump won't last another two months like he's said that 15 times mm. <laughs> since it started and it just uh, that sort of thing he's being interviewed on npr this morning it's worth noting the setting i think because of some of the questions but npr ask, liberals ask about what it's going to be like uh, opening up another investigation now that he's the chair. Is that why you are hiring, among other staff members, a former prosecutor and an expert in money laundering? Um, we are uh, adding to the investigative capabilities of our committee uh, in our staffing. Uh, and so we are interviewing candidates with an eye towards doing that. And what I said is correct. Money laundering expert will be on that staff. Former prosecutor will be on that staff. Uh, you know, I... We are going to be hiring people with uh, investigative experience. If you are going into all the president's finances and perhaps an extensive look at his business career, at what point would that become a witch hunt? Well, we're certainly not going to go into all the president's finances. Uh, You know, whether the president was engaged in shady business transactions with people, that's not my job to find out. It is my job to find out whether a foreign power holds leverage over the president. Even when Donald Trump was the presumptive Republican nominee for president and was denying any business dealings with Russia, he was, in fact, pursuing a multi-multi-million dollar project in Moscow and seeking the Kremlin's help to make it happen. Now, the Russians knew this even as the president was denying it because the Russians were on the other end of that transaction, which means that at any point in time, the Russians choosing they could expose um, the president's falsehoods about this. Okay, and is- so at some point earlier in the interview, he mentions the um, uh, Donald Trump um, uh, selling a, a apartment properties to Russians. Mm-hmm. So then they hired a money laundering expert right? as part of their investigative com- uh, the team there. So they're clearly going to go after decades-old business dealings of Donald Trump. And, and even the NPR guy says, at what point is this a witch hunt? Because, I mean, you're... 
you know, you're go, you're going pretty far afield to then try to connect some dots. Well, and Adam Schiff offers the non-denial. We're not going to go after all of his financial dealings. Well, I'm sure you're not. You're not going to go after his dry cleaning bills, and you know when he he bought new tires for his you know rolls or whatever. But yeah, anything that has to do with any Russians, no matter how far back it goes, you got a V at the end of your name. You're about to get a subpoena and if you've ever done business and, with Trump. And that's exactly how you go from the Whitewater Land deal to Monica Lewinsky. Um, you know, just little this, little that. You find right. out something there. You do this there until you get to something where you think you got them nailed. Before you know it, you get a copy of Leaves of Grass and a letter opener and a cigar. They're ruining your legacy. An icky dress. Oh, boy. You know, I wouldn't mind hearing uh, Cardi B a little more there, Sean, as we mentioned Trump. 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 There you go. That was a catchphrase on the show for two minutes. Two minutes. And now it's over. <laughs> I didn't have that. Like, I don't have oh, the that isolated Michael? Trump thing. Yeah. Is that Michael? Yeah. I've, I've got what are you on strike in there? No, just... I'm gonna. I'm going to deflect from my unfair accusations against Sean by <laughs> feigning anger against Michael. Why don't you pay attention to the show? You have the Trump tape. Trump. I feel bad for Sean in all this. So whether you're in favor of or not, my point was they are going to go. They're going to do a deep dive on Donald Trump's entire life. Yes. I mean, if that's what he's willing to say mm. out loud, what are they? What are they going to be doing? Yeah. Uh, in terms of uh, looking into... so Well, the know. thing that really disturbed me, because I happened to hear that same interview, was that uh, Schiff said they are essentially going to replicate the Mueller inquiry, but they are going to do it the way Congress can do it, with the powers that Congress has. And, and, and they don't have a fairly narrow mandate. And, and uh, you know, if you know anything about the history of these things, if Adam Schiff is describing the mandate for a special prosecutor or a special counsel now they call it if if he's describing that as too narrow well then he's talking about everything under god's son because the the big knock against the special counsel law from everybody who's ever worked on one ken star everybody says no it, it it's way too broad you end up investigating everything it's a bad idea um, Ken Starr himself has said that. So if Adam Schiff is looking at Mueller's, you know, purview and saying, oh, that's not broad enough. Well, part we're of- looking forward to every day for the rest of Trump's presidency, certainly an investigation. Part of Schiff's reasoning is that the incoming attorney general who will be confirmed, um, Mr. Barr, did not guarantee that he will release the entire Mueller report. So Schiff feels like he needs to do his own investigation so he can release whatever he wants. Um, eh, I, I think what I'm not Barr, sure America's hungering for that. Uh, well, I don't know. But I, I, I think one of the reasons, it's part of the reasoning behind the attorney general, and this makes sense to me, I'm not sure everything Mueller has in his report can be released to the country. There's going to be a whole bunch of of the way the FBI does business stuff. I don't. I and don't, intelligence reports. Yeah, intelligence reports that I, yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe sources that I'm not sure we we can know. And so, if anything is redacted, you know, you see any black bars anywhere, people are going to go crazy with yeah. what was in there that they're hiding from us. There will be leaks that will be on the front pages of the mainstream media and the rest of it. We'll all spend the rest of our lives arguing about it. Yeah, exactly. It's silly for anybody, including us, to think that the story's over when the Mueller report comes out, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. Well, you can argue about it for the rest of your lives. I'm going to be on the golf course and or fly fishing. 
I've decided I'm going to get back into fly fishing. Oh, really? Having I've, very briefly tried it. I've never flown fished. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, pre- I appreciate the effort. <laughs> I, I took like a, a resort class on how to cast and stuff like uh-huh. that, and I understood it. I got pretty good hand-eye coordination, and buddy of mine is a hardcore fly fisherman, and he took me fly fishing for the first time in my life, real live fly fishing. And I did very well, and I liked it very much, but he made a tactical error. And he knows this, and he feels terrible about it. And I swear, buddy, I'm not harassing you over this. It's funny. I'm glad it happened. You put a hook through your cheek? No. (laughs) No. But it's my very first fly fishing trip. And just excursion. It was a just drive super early in the morning, go fly fish, come home. But I want you to picture this if, like, somebody's tried to get you into golf. Or tennis or whatever hobby, and this is your very first time. We were at it for fourteen hours. Whoa, oh, whoa, all told. And I was so tired, and so because it's not effortless to me. Every moment was like trying to remember and an effort and slogging around in my boots. I'm not used to. I, I haven't been back. Right. And I loved it, but I'm still tired from that trip, and it was ten years ago. <laughs> I'm still, I think I may lie down this afternoon because I'm still tired. But I just, I find it so fabulous because I love nature and well, there's a lot just of the rest of it. I got to get back into it, but I need, I need like a, a mentor. There's a lot of books. They moved many states away, but people who believe there's, you know, all kinds of Zen properties to that whole thing. Oh, I've I never done it. I don't even know what it guarantee is. Guarantee really. there is. Oh, it's wonderful. All it's I fabulous. know about fly fishing is that Brad Pitt movie. That's all I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, that's a good movie. Speaking right. of many years right. ago. Um, yeah, well, the thing is, you you, you plan, you I study, think I had a certs during that movie, Sean. That's an <laughs> inside joke for the throwback. <laughs> very funny. I'm laughing hard. The errors oh, check out. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but you you, 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 you you gear up, you find these beautiful little spots in nature, you study the current, you understand the fish's and feeding habits. And you kill some of the wildlife. And the, uh, and the, 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 the breeding habits of the, the, the little bugs and the rest of it, and then you... You cast your fly, and then if you're lucky, you yank a fish out of the water by his face. (laughs) It's just so relaxing. (laughs) For you, not so much for him. I haven't asked. Or her. We've now entered Final Thoughts with your host, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Yeah, I stopped believing in God. Unfortunately, that music doesn't work on anymore since the Catch Me Outside girl signed a million-dollar contract. Uh, here's our host, Joe Getty. Yeah, let's not hog the mics, Jack. Let's let everybody throw in a final thought. Uh, Michelangelo, board operator, what's on your mind? Well, you kind of stole my thunder, Jack. I said I was going to say I wish I had happy news, but the Catch Me If You Can girl signed a million-dollar contract. And then the next story was apps that tie our own shoes. So we can't even tie our own shoes now, so we're doomed. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Wow, how soft are we going to be? Positive, Sean, final thought? All of this will fix itself once Cardi B runs for president in, <laughs> I think, seven years she's eligible. Eligible? What's there the word? There you go. Oh, boy. Trump! Hey, uh, Marsha Phillips, newsman, what's your final thought? Well, researchers have discovered today is the day most people give up their New Year's resolutions. January 17th, the day most people just slip back into their old ways. I I was ahead of that curve. But I got to tell you, if you can keep it up through today, there's a 40% chance you'll be able to keep it up for at least another five months. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Oh, wow. Wait a minute. Yep. Okay. Hey, let's power through, my friends. Jack, final thought? Yeah, on that topic... um, um, so my New Year's resolution of meditating every day, yeah. I'm, I'm doing real good on. And that one's more yeah. important to me. But the eating, God, I'm fully back into pre, well, my holiday eating 
patterns. And there is a worldwide crisis about the way we eat. A report out that the world's diet needs radical change. Malnourished and overnourished people. Ooh. I'm one of your overnourished people. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't meditate with a box of Oreos in your lap. I don't. I don't. Know. It's relaxing. Well, might have criticized. So my final thought. I was just uh, during the commercials for fun. I was searching on this quarter million dollar car. I would never buy it, but I was searching on it for chuckles. I just get this pop up on my cell phone. eBay's offered a five dollar coupon to me. That's it. I'm in. I'm buying me a Maybach. A $5 coupon Yes, to buy a $250,000 car. Push me over the edge. Fantastic. Thanks, eBay. <laughs> awesome. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people, thanks a little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Click on the clicks under hot links. Email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We will see you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Bye-bye. Trump! Trump! (laughs) Armstrong and Getty.